Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Album Cover with your boy, Jarrell Mason, a.k.a. Jay Mace, where we get inside the entertainment industry with those in the know and give them their flowers while they're here to be celebrated. I have with me right now, R&B extraordinaire. He can put it down vocally with the best of them, and he's from my home state of North Carolina, better yet, also the Queen City, Charlotte aka 704 so it's a north carolina thing if you know you know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen mr d rose d rose welcome to beyond what's, the album cover sir what's up what's up everybody pleasure to be here man i appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this interview so how have you been holding up with covid and has that been affecting you with not being able to do shows tour and everything right now well first of all i'm, I'm blessed to only know like two people that personally that i know that that, that actually got COVID and they got over it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been tough uh, with the pandemic. Um, and it, it's just been a bittersweet moment too. Uh, well, I learned a lot about myself as an artist. I actually was a spoil artist because I, you know, a good singer, good writer. So I was able to go in the studio with different engineers and have somebody record me. Well, I had to learn how to do that this time through this process. Uh, and it helped, it helped make me a stronger artist, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm, I'm writing and singing and recording and mixing all in one now. So, you know, it was a good thing, uh, but you know, you do miss friends and family and I also hate the process for the kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, cause we know that the kids are going through, you know, we're not being able to um, see their friends. And as of the taping of this podcast is Halloween. So, you know, they're not able to yeah. do the trick or treating or trunk or treat or whatever they normally do right. for that day. But hopefully everybody do what they need to do and we can go ahead and get through it. And right. we can go out and go to concerts, tour, and have great banging music. Now, so for those that do not know, like I stated at the top of this interview, you are from Charlotte, North Carolina. So did you right. start cutting the talent show circuit in the schools or was singing something that came about by accident? Well, coming up in school, you know, uh, my music teacher, God rest his soul, Mr. Ray Hopper, um, he was the music director for my churches. Uh, we have an association, like 42 churches. And he used to be the music director over all the churches when we do the crusades. And I played the drums. So, you know, my mom, she sings. And uh, of course I picked up singing through church and uh, playing the drums and stuff. It just gave me another uh, instrument to go by other than ear. Um, and then I started singing and my first song was, there is no way I can live without you. Hezekiah Walker, did I ever sing in church? Well. Uh, and that was due to my mom always hearing me sing uh, Jodeci and R. Kelly around the house. You know, they be going crazy. Like, you got to sing in church. You got to sing. I was scared. But Mr. Hopper broke me in school. And the first song I sung in the lunchroom, Let's Chill, man. Like, it was crazy. Got my little background singers, put them together. Got it and singing it. You know, you know how it is in high school. You think you fly. I didn't sing as good as I, I do now, obviously. But. You know, it got me through. Yeah, and as you know, the talent show can do wonders for you by the weekend, especially if you pick the right song, have the right outfit, <laughs> do a guide, new edition, or troop record. Even if you lip sync it, you were the man. And look at Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Talk about singers. We know what he's talking about. So tell me about the influence of Jodeci, because, you know, Jodeci being from around the Charlotte area and when they first broke, I'm sure that inspired a lot of people from North Carolina. Like, man, they're from our state, and if they're doing it, we can do it too. 
Well, I'm gonna give you an, an exclusive because you're from the home home state. Um, when Jodeci first came out, uh, one of my uncles turned me on to come and talk to me. He used to have a little truck called Public Enemy, Brian Chambers, rest in peace. Um, but he he told me he was like, listen, you need to listen to these guys, you know. And uh, he also would you know play the Kells stuff for me. Uh, but come and talk to me it hit me in a different different way. Well. Uh, one night I was at the house and uh, they had dropped forever my lady, of course. Well, my mom and my sister was in there like, oh my God, that man can sing. That man can sing. Oh Lord. So little did I know that was the same man that son Jesus saved when they was little. Well, I'm I'm just so competitive and I always have been competitive. Not not a hater, because sometimes being a competitor can can rub off as a hater, but I was so competitive, and I used to sound like Tevin Campbell, and I just scream and holler. I wanted that, ah! I wanted all that in my voice, and you know some of that because my mom and sister, and I of course looked up to them as women. Hey, they loved him, and man, lo and behold, man, that voice dropped and got thicker, and then I started getting the comparisons when I got older. I didn't, you know, it just like I prayed to God, and and the wish came. You know what I'm saying? So he became a uh, KC became one of my idols, and uh, I'm lucky that I'm able to actually work with him at the time. You know, uh, uh, right now, you know, what I'm saying I'm blessed, and he's one of the kings uh, to allow me that opportunity to write for him and work with him on his new album. Oh man, that is definitely dope. I heard that um, he redid Jesus Saves, like you stated earlier. Yes. He was in a family gospel group that Haley Singers and go to right. YouTube, check out those songs. Casey vocally was powerful as a kid and it just got better and better as he progressed. Now, what high school did you end up graduating from? Well, I graduated from Shelby High School, um, home of the Golden Lions. We are the uh, number one athletics and slash academic school in the state, uh, we won like almost like 18 state championships in football. We won the state in basketball last year. So the culture there is, is uplifting, it's is positive. Uh, the streets part of it can, uh, you know, street life is really rough, like almost like Compton or something, you know? Yeah, cause it's amazing how when you go to the different sections of North Carolina, you know, the 704, for those of you that don't know, 704 is Charlotte area around there. So I'm going to be referring to North Carolina area codes, different from the right. 252, which is my hometown, Northeastern North Carolina, or 910, right. 919, or 336. I went to UNCG, so I'm familiar with the Greensboro yeah. Triad area, Winston-Salem. So it's just right. crazy to see how each section of the state has its own feel in his own flavor. And you know that 4A football hits different. Thankfully, we played Independence or Myers Park before yes. conference play because we probably would have got smoked. This was back in the days when Chris Leak was running the Chris show. Chris High School. Yeah, Chris. You remember Chris? Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin Brandon Spice, he played at Chris, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely good to see how, you know, the state is flourishing as a whole, not only in entertainment, but athletically, you know, with yes. Kobe White out of um, Goldsboro, Bam out of Bio, right. out of Washington, right. Brandon Ingram out of Kinston, Montrez Harrell right. out of Rocky Mountain. So it's good to see the Carolinas, you know, getting put on right now. I would like to give a shout out to all of the men who are taking time from their families to put in the work. I'm one of them. Uh, with the kids in the community. Uh, it's tough. You know, a lot of the young guys, they don't have guidance that they need. Uh, and there's some of us guys who have been putting their feet on the ground and putting the money where the mouth is. Let's be real. You know, it costs AAU and 
football training, you know, it costs, you know, and, and I, I want to give a shout out to those guys. Yeah, definitely shout out to all the mentors that's taking that part with the kids. And that's the main difference now where back when we were coming up, we had those mentors that steered us away from the bad stuff, made sure that we were in community centers or whatever, to make sure we stayed out of trouble and found that outlet to say, hey, this is going to be your ticket out, harness it and use it. Now, is there a primary difference when singing in a church as opposed to when you're recording the studio because of all of the vocal gymnastics that come with doing church vocals. But when you go into a studio, it's more, okay, I need you to, to be a little bit more structured, tone it down a bit. Well, yes, it's definitely uh, an adjustment that has to be made when you're doing uh, gospel or, and uh, gospel R&B. I have produced some gospel uh, album projects um, and you can kind of, let the vibrato hang a little bit in gospel, you know, obviously. R&B is, is um, I learned through the process that you got to kind of contain the vibrato a little bit, uh, more straight note stuff. Uh, and, and you can tap it on the end, you know what I mean? It's just learning process, man. It's, it's a job. I mean, people, musicians and singers, they don't get enough credit for how hard it is to do what we do. I mean, it's it, it beats you up, man, you know, mm. and it's it's a mental wear down. Yeah. Now, who were some of your musical influences growing up? Who did you grow up listening to on uh, the radio or whenever BT or MTV or The Box was on? I'm not going to be biased and, and just say, you know, you know, of course, you know, you got your Josie, like I said, the Kells, Babyface, uh, the Stevie Wonders, uh, uh, you know, all those great people, you know what I'm saying? Uh but um, I liked all that music, man. All that music was great. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a great time period where you had all these different genres, all these different artists coming out, doing their thing. So what was that process like when you said, man, this is something I want to pursue full time and you're pursuing that first deal with a label? Really, man, I was a basketball star and I didn't even, I, I took singing as just something to get girls, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I didn't even really know it was real until um, I got my first record deal. Like I was planning on going to the NBA. Uh, little did I know it took a process, a team to, to kind of get you up of people that, you know, know the route. Back then we didn't have a social media and, you know, as high as I was jumping in could shoot the ball, I would have went viral probably, you know what I mean? But it just so happened that God wanted me to do this. And I, and I feel as though, I'm happy because I'm able to do, live out my life through everything. I'm still around the basketball with the kids. I'm still able to sing, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still, and I feel like God has a message as you uh, probably seen my uh, Black Man song, the video that I did, um, you know, I'm able to express myself in a positive manner for, for our culture and our people. So I'm happy. Okay, so when pursuing that first deal, was it where you were passing your demo along, getting the shop, or performing at showcases, pretty much getting in where you fit in and hoping for exposure? Well, there's a guy, uh, when I went to college, I started out at Barbara Scotia, ended up at UNC Charlotte, but I uh, started out singing at uh, Scotia, and this girl heard me. And there was a guy in my local town named Tavares. He had um, done a song with Aaliyah, and um, she said I sound like him. So I said, oh, no, you know how we are when we young. No, ain't nobody don't sound like me. You know, I, I got to meet him. So I ended up meeting the dude. And lo and behold, we became brothers and started a group. And, man, we ended up doing a demo 
and got that thing to, mo- to uh, DJ ADF. We got it to DJ ADF. And he got us to um, Jersey. And then from there, we went to Motown. Man, I ain't, I haven't, I haven't uh, turned back since. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! Though so you mentioned Eddie F and Motown, was this right around the same time as um also from Charlotte when Horace Brown was signed to Motown? Yes, yes. All that Horace is like an uncle. Uh, all of us was up there running around, you know, trying to trying to do what God have us to do. Mm. And also, was this also around the same time when Anthony Hamilton was signed to Uptown? But he didn't release uh, his album. I think he only released yes. one track, and it was produced by the Trackmasters, I believe. Um, yeah, I was pretty young. I think we might have met Anthony, but it wasn't as serious as it obviously is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his situation was at the time, but he was definitely around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you you get your demo passed and it's on Motown. So what was your thoughts once you got the word that, okay, they like your mm-hmm. demo and you're in Jersey and you're recording? There was a war bid um, between L.A. Reid and Kadar. Uh, at the time, that was a war bid. Um, I definitely, I definitely wanted to go with L.A. Reid. Um, so we had got a yes from both. Uh, but I think at the time, Eddie had more business going on with Kida over there with the artist that was running through his studio and all that. So it was just more of a better fit for him. Uh, and um, getting a deal. <laughs> Man, I got $25,000 and 17 years old, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can imagine where that money went. You know, I just, man, I don't even, I don't even, you know what I'm saying? I had so many shoes and stuff, like, it was crazy. Right. Man, so, that's crazy. So you're, the Kadar you're referring to is Kadar Massenburg, correct? Yes, yes. All right. And for those of y'all know Kadar, Kadar Massenburg, Google him, look him up, heavy hitter in the music industry. So you're recording and everything, and then... What is that process like knowing that I was doing this for fun, but now it's for real? Listen, it was very exciting coming from where I come from, being broke. Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep it real with the people because I, I would I would love for my brand to stay that way. You know, the rats, the roaches, um, you know, the the oodles and noodles, you know what I'm saying? Coming from that, and then I can use my voice to make money and you know, get my mom a little money, you know what I'm saying? Uh it was it was super exciting. I met Ice T. You know what I'm saying? Like, Coco, that was crazy. Like, for me, back then, that was New Jack City. You know, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm in New York. I'm just, you know, having fun. And it was it was a, a great situation. And I don't take things for granted because it's it's a lesson, even though it didn't pan out the way we wanted to. Things that goes on in, in the offices sometimes is not your control, you know. And um, it's a lesson. You don't look at it for the negative. You got to look at, like, okay, this didn't happen. Why is it done? God might have been saving me, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because I've interviewed a lot of people over the years, and they was talking about how, you know, when labels change hands, new regime come in, they want to bring their people, their artists, and whoever was signed prior to the new people coming in, you get shelved, or Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to leave to go to another label because they still got you locked into that contract. So what is that process like when you're kind of seeing the changeover and you're thinking like, man, am I ever going to come out? Because I was told I'm going to come out fourth quarter and then eventually project gets shelved. Yeah. Um, like you said, you had a good point uh, being shelved. Well, you know, you got sometimes artists are similar too. So sometimes labels will grab you to shelve you for that process too. 
until they feel like they can't make any more money out of out of a uh, like Tavares sound like Dave Hollister. I sounded like KC. You know what I'm saying? And it was we was trying to find our way and um, you know, but not saying that was the reason they shelved it. Uh, but I know the merge happened, like you said, and that process. Uh, well, the deal is gone. I mean, we was we was sick. I mean, we was like, what? So what did that mean? And then that that word started being thrown around a lot. The merge, well, so and so Motown merged with uh, Universal, uh, merged with Jive, and we didn't. We was young. Now I understand it uh, fully, but back then it sounded like some BS. I mean, I was, we was hurt. Mm -hmm. hurt. Yeah, it was more so where the business end comes in and it changes everything because you thought like, okay, I'm gonna come out first quarter of this year, but then with the changes happen, the album is. So how did you handle that and knowing that, okay, I got to still keep going and not get deterred by the business or the inner workings of the industry? Well, um, what, it, it messed up everything for us as far as the group. The group changed. People start falling out. Uh, money started getting low. Um, I myself was able to actually go back to college to buy time. Uh, banking that the situation would um, help would, would would change over, you know what I'm saying? But you know, people got fired, like you said, and um, it just it just was one of those things, man, where it just didn't happen. And and uh, I'm just glad that I'm alive, you know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of times we look at situations and we can we we be upset with them or be like, oh man, I should have should have could have would have. But I look at today and I'm like, hey God, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah, actually to me too, you know? Yeah, because you're looking at it as what's the lesson and what's the blessing. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's a lesson and a blessing. So what so what did you end up going back to school for? And what school did you end up enrolling in once that kind of fell through? I went on and went to um UC Charlotte. Um and of course I was a music major. Um but I went there because it was the best school locally obviously and it was a lot of fun you know what i'm saying um so i went there for not even but but a year you know what i'm saying mm. and uh i winded up me and one of my young guys that i uh basically raised in the music business we winded up getting another deal with another group <laughs> it's funny with with um up front with devon stevenson up front he had akon at the time so, you know, we was known as them boys who could hoop and holler and sing, you know, I think Jodeci was still trying to make a play on what they was doing. Casey and JoJo was doing well by then, uh, but we was uh, supposedly next up and that group was called Red Dirt. So we went and came down to Atlanta and, you know, started living, another okay. deal. All right. And what was that process like going down to, going a little bit down 85 to Atlanta and seeing how, Atlanta was at the forefront of the industry where everything that was coming out of the face and outcast TLC, everything with the dungeon family and all the other sounds that was bubbling as an Atlanta sound, but didn't really break nationally as of yet. Well, it was, it was a very exciting, obviously situation because you had stars all over. Um, you, you couldn't go outside without seeing a Lambo or Ferrari riding around. Of course, I think one chance was running around with Usher then. So a lot of us was around. We was beefing about who was the best group and, you know, all this. And you know how groups are, you know. You, you, nowadays, it's, I love the way kids 
um, communicate through, you know, online or they support online. I wish we was more like that back in the days, but everybody was dog back then. And, um, you know, it was exciting in Atlantica. We used to do shows and, you know, um, we had everything we wanted. We living in mansions and stuff, you know, mm. uh, you know, at that time, Akon them, T-Pain, all them boys were getting so much money. And we didn't want for nothing. Our deal was straight. Our money was straight. I bought a Land Rover. <laughs> I mean, we was good. Mm. Really and you good. And you mentioned that it was super competitive where you have that mentality of, hey, I'm the starter, but I got this young gun that's behind me at, at the two spot trying to come up and take my spot. So you're always like, I'm not coming off the court. You're going to have to drag me off this court because if I do, somebody's going to come in and I ain't going to get my spot back. Yeah, you playing D, man. You 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 looking, you know, you playing D. You trying to trying to hold it down, man. It's tough. It, it's it's a tough business, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 then, you know, I like to just say us as black men, you know, you have to learn that, you know, um, it's not nothing that I appreciate at, at all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I feel like if a lot of us, I think Fifty Cent said it best: if fifty black men would come together, they could take over the world. And um, that's a true statement. I believe in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you mentioned uh, groups in Atlanta. Uh, I spoke in a while ago, just like a year or two ago, with uh, Brandon Akira from Mister, and he was telling me that they had oh, yeah. a sophomore album all ready to go. You know, Tim and Bob produced it, but mm-hmm. I guess what happened was East West folded, and then that album got shelved. Mm-hmm. Then everybody right. splintered off. Then, of course, Bobby V went off to do a solo thing with DTP. Funny you mentioned Tim is probably the one of the closest friends I got in the industry. Uh, I worked worked with him and Bob through the stretch of uh, Divine Akon, uh, um, and me and Tim haven't we haven't missed a beat. You know what I mean? Um, trying to I was trying to get a, us to do a deal. We 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 working on some stuff. He he's he's up in the conversation right now for the project. But um, yeah, they. Mister was a great group, and I, I run into Bobby several times here in the city. We we talk and change numbers and stuff. Mm. Uh, but they was a bad. They they're a good prime example of how the industry, you know, can play. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely a good group. You know, Blackberry Molasses, mm. big hit, lady standout cut. But then, like I said, the East West folded. Sophomore album was recorded, and it got shelved. But they definitely had the potential to really blow. Subway had the potential to blow too. Yeah, I know Keith too. He's a good guy. Uh, he's doing his thing on the A&R. He just had a baby. Shout out okay, to him. Congratulations. Keith Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then also funny that we're talking about Tim and Bob that I found this out that they had did these records for Boys to Men. This was after the success mm-hmm. of Cool Out Harmony going into two. And they were trying yeah. to pitch it to Gerald Busby. And he mm-hmm. was like, I don't want these songs to go on the biggest group in the world. I want more established producers. So those songs that were original from Boys Men ended up going to 112 for their debut album. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah, and because, look what happened. Yeah, because when you <laughs> listen to Can I Touch You There, Now That We're Done, it's Boys to Men vocally. And when I listened to This Is Your Day, I was like, that sounds very much like Jodeci. So that one, yep. that 112 debut album, Fire. 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 We'll get back together. Dope. Yes. All, all four. All four. All oh, yeah. four. Yes, yeah. Sir. So so yes, you're sir. down there 
and you got all this energy and you're working, you're working, you're working. So when was the mindset for you to where, okay, maybe the group thing is not working out for me and I just want to focus on me as a solo artist? Well, I think the, um, the label folded once again and I went back home and started my own movement with my brothers and formed, that's when I actually formed Metal Rose. And, and so a lot of the artists out there, you know, um, I know looking at the label and stuff is like a big thing, but I can tell you this, I never really broke, broke until, I had relationships, but I never broke until I went back home and did it myself. And we, we put Kiss Me on the radio. Uh, and shout out to Dion Cole that was at, uh, he's at uh, Music Choice now, but he put the song on the radio and it thing ran for two years. And then all the big ways started back calling me, trying to put me in a whole nother group. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, I'm a lawyer dude. My, especially my brothers in the group, you know, I can't do that. You know what I mean? So um, independently was my break. I took all the knowledge that I had learned and I went full throttle as I'm doing now as a solo artist. Mm, so was that like where, okay, I'm going to press it up myself, drive to this market, that market, this market, that market, pop it out the trunk, do it like hammer, two short masterpiece and get it in that way. It was definitely all that you just said because uh, social media wasn't that crazy. We had Facebook, but we weren't really up on game with Facebook and it wasn't as advanced as it is now. So uh, we, we went to all type of cities, man. We burnt them CDs and made money, made a lot of money on CD. You know, I'm actually thinking about doing that now because um, when, you are, when you're an independent artist, um, when you face to face with people and you and you genuine, they will support you. You know, straight up, they'll pay ten dollars for the CD. You go, go correct. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, don't sleep on the hustle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely get get it how you fit in. So of course, you know you're getting all the love in the 704 area because that's home base. So where there's some other areas in North Carolina where you're surprised, like man, we're getting a lot of love in Raleigh, Durham, or Fayetteville, or Greensboro, Winston, the Triad area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, all over North Carolina, man. I've I've won the um the North Carolina, South Carolina Awards. I won the, the North Carolina, South Carolina Awards in Raleigh two times. And I won the um, Queen City Awards five times and the um, South Carolina Awards three times. So um, we got a lot of love from the city, you know, in, in uh, different areas, codes, you know, it was, it was, my mom and dad was very proud of, of us, you know, because it, it took a lot. Um, well, we spent money that we didn't have, you know, honestly, we did. Mm -hmm. You got to put the money in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself and put that green back in, you're, you're not going to get it because that's how a lot of people get their start. Like I was stating about Hammer, Master P, Too Short, E-40, selling tapes out right. the trunk, you know, taking mm -hmm. what they were making off the tapes, putting it back into themselves and just letting the proof in the pudding be for itself so that by the time the majors came knocking, they were ready and they could command because yeah, right. they say, hey, I was moving these units independently. So unless we're going to do like a 70-30 or 80-20 in the case of Master P mm -hmm. with no limit and priority, then I'm not accepting no less. And I think Absolutely. that Master P's deal was very instrumental for the music mm -hmm. business because that shows like, hey, if you're forced independently, these majors are going to come asking, what's your price? What do you want? Can they see you already got the track record to back up your sales? He's definitely a business I don't mind. Him and, him and P. Diddy, man, they they did it the right way, you know what I'm saying? And um, like you say, don't sleep on yourself. Bet on yourself, man. And uh, me doing that uh, with everything that I'm doing now, I'm done with the groups, you know. 
Uh, but everything that I'm doing now, it's, it's just paying off, man. You know, it's just mm-hmm. paying off. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were the years that you were down in Atlanta again? Can you kind of give a time frame for the people? For the years that you were down there? I was around, around uh, the 05 area. It was in uh, 05 to 09 something like that. 05 to 09 09 excuse me so this is probably also right around the time too uh when atl was out there were like a three-man boy group that had yeah, that yeah. record calling bought, all girls and making yeah. up with love i think one of the members was from charlotte i want to say yeah yeah one of them they were from charlotte yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought ATL was really dope. And it just seemed like, you know, a fertile time in the industry to see the South as a whole, you know, not only Atlanta, but what was going on down in Florida. Then, of course, North Carolina, you know, with Petey Pablo and Little Brother, who okay. I definitely, I, yeah, still play that record and, you know, twist it around your head, spinning like a helicopter, you know. But I definitely felt, you know, Little Brother were, on the cusp of having that breakout but mm-hmm. because social media really wasn't as big then like it like it is now i think that now we're starting to see the fruits of what they were doing with everything else that's came out of north carolina over the past couple of years you know with j cole and rap city and everything but i think little brother was definitely at the forefront yeah you know uh Peter pablo is uh, i don't know his situation he was way more talented than that song shows. You know, you just give him that one song and you don't get to see much more, but that joke was talented, though. Mm. Peter Pablo, a thing, man. He really is. Yeah, yeah man, because I remember when Raise Up came out, I was a freshman in high school, and when he started shouting out different counties, even though he didn't say North Atlanta County per se, he mentioned Halifax. We were like, oh, close enough. He mentioned us. But mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. hype because... That's our, that's our mall. <laughs> that's where yeah. we go to the mall at. <laughs> yeah, because... The thing about when he came out about how North Carolina, outside of, you know, Jodeci, Casey, and JoJo, North Carolina wasn't really known musically on the national scale as far as urban goes. So, like I said, now just to see the full representation of what our state can offer, it's just a beautiful thing because I always thought until then that North Carolina was always trying to follow either what was coming out of New York or Atlanta. And it was hard because we're right in the middle in between both areas. Well, you hit it big because uh, even when Fantasia won the American Idol, I mean, people was crying, you know what I'm saying? Because we are the state of, of music, real music and, and, and the sound and, you know, the soul, you know what I mean? Uh, and we don't, we don't get the credit. And that's why I root so hard for the baby. Uh, he he has put a lot of guys on, you know, a lot of those producers. He didn't try to sign them. He didn't, him and Arnold, shout out to them. They they didn't try to sign these guys. They just went and worked with the guys and gave them a platform to feed their family. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and it, it was brilliant the way they did that. I mean, it was a great domino effect. I mean, mm. I, I, I see like almost 20, 30 guys, life's changed just by being affiliated with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's a blessing. And I love to see him, you know, with his daughter, I think he just took him to Disney World or something. I just, I, you just, I just love to see that because I know where we come from. You know what I'm saying? I know you can't get ten dollars from your brother or your cousin without them not. They, they want it back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And this man is able to bless the family, and I, and I'm, I'm shout out to him. Okay. Yeah, you know? definitely shout out to the baby who I found out went to UNCG for a minute. He went right. there maybe like a year or two after I graduated, but you see, they has that affiliation and his success and. 
the success of you know DJ Luke Nasty, shout out to Wally Coyote mm-hmm. of his records, yeah. and just the whole Carolinas movement, North and South, that like, hey, you know, we're here and we got mm-hmm. something to say. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely have something to say. So talk about your current projects that you have out and Ooh. when can we spend albums, EPs, all that good jazz. Yeah, well, you know, I licked, I um recently I released a song called Lick. And I released another one called Dumb Donkey. Uh, the way I'm moving, man, is uh, I learned you have to throw a, a paintball effect. You know what I mean? You can't just drop one song nowadays and then think, oh, it's just giving me help. So I'm, I'm just hitting, hitting, hitting people with a lot of content. I really don't want credit for the uh, Black Man song because I, I, that was a song from the heart. And, I, you know, God spoke to me to make me do that song. Uh, that night, I wasn't even going to record that. And um, he just told me to listen to a Bad Man. And it came out the way it did for the culture. Uh, and I, I credit that to all the things that are happening. And I hope that it speaks volumes to uh, the police and, and to the government, you know, and to those uh, proper people, man. Because uh, it's, it's ridiculous on how we, we'll talk about that. Uh, I know I'm scattering right now, but um, that song, it means a lot. Uh, and up to, of, of course, today I, I dropped... 12 play again mixtape and for some reason it's blowing up <laughs> not my own song the 12 play again is blowing up but you know uh shout out to um mr kells and like you say i don't support any allegations um and i'm sure nobody does and i hope that everybody's involved uh is uh get just due and i hope that um i pray for him as a as a man and i pray for all the demons that's that's around that whole situation. But this 12 play again, I did it because with him gone, people, they're gonna need something relatable. They need a, a artist that can be a voice or somebody that can bring the soul and the swagger at the same time. A lot of these ladies, um, they, they, they are missing uh, substance that involves them. Everything's about the money and the cash or, to, or, or calling them a B-I-T-C-A. I, on the other hand, I want them to be able to walk around the house and uh, clean up and bop. And, and I want you and your lady and all the other guys and their ladies to be able to come to a show and really leave talking about it and really leave talking about getting back together or letting go some negativity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, and I just challenge everybody to go out if you ain't seen it. Or it's on my Facebook page. The link is on my Instagram at I'm D Rose, I-M-D-E-E-R-O-Z-E. Uh, I'm going to leave that link in there permanently. Um, because in order for somebody to actually um, remake R. Kelly, you 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 know you got to be blessed, and I and I and I take that with stride that I am blessed. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny that you mentioned Metal Rose back at the beginning parts of this interview, and you we were mentioning before we came on that Southeast Virginia was one of your big areas where the reaction was huge. I say this because I used to work at this radio station called 99.5 mm-hmm. Jams, WYTFM Emporia. Right. And I remember mm-hmm. having the, po- and I was like, yo, Metal Rose, cause we had the, aut- the autograph picture in the studio and, and it just, yeah, I mean, little- it just quit j- just now. It did, I, I had to look hard in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. so so it's crazy, you know, how things come, come full circle, man. And, I want wow, to wow. ask you, what is one album that you felt was slept on 
but nobody really gives it enough love. It could be from any genre, any time period. Okay. Um, man, I may, I may, uh, I want to say, I want to say Joe. Joe has always stepped on. He's so great of an artist. Mm. Um, maybe Fantasia's first album. Um, man, you, you hit me with one right there, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna say Black Street. The the debut album. The debut album. Okay, rest in peace, Joseph Stone Street. Man, that album was so dope. And it's funny that you mentioned Fantasia. Um, me and a friend, uh, Chris Lee, who is the lead sports anchor for WRL out in Raleigh Durham, we mm-hmm. went to this club, not really a club, but it's like a cafe area called Solaris in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe a year after Fantasia had won American Idol. She was there singing, Ooh. and also she had uh, Gav Beats, producer, singing with her. Gav Beats. Yeah, man. And uh, it's funny how Gav was producing, doing this thing, and he had T. Weezy singing on some of his hooks. And, and when I saw the Hamiltons and he said T. Weezy, I was like, ain't that the same guy that used to come to WAG with Gav? And I was like, oh, snap, it is him. So it's just mm-hmm. funny to see how, you know, seeing these people in their humble beginnings and seeing where they're at now is just a beautiful thing. But the album for me that I felt it slept on and doesn't really get enough love. I can't really say that it was a slept on album. It's so units, but I think it's overlooked. And I don't think he really performs a lot of these records in his live set. And that'll be Usher's debut. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, confession is so big, man. It's man, you you hit me with a question. I go back to Chicago '85 too, man. Good, great. Mm, you hit Dave Hollister, yeah. That, you know, uh, it's so units. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I was listening to that while I was doing the remakes, man. It's just mid condition. It's, it's it's a lot of stuff. Like you say, the labels, the music business, they don't promote it. You know, if them, if them same albums, could you imagine if those same albums was to come out right now? If I was them artists. I take them songs and redo them right now again. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And that's yes, the man. beauty. Was some good music. Yeah. And that's the beauty of technology where now you don't necessarily need a label to be that gatekeeper to tell you what's cool and what's in. Where if you got a Wi Fi connection, computer, or phone, right. <laughs> good, people will find it. Yeah. And it seemed like what Prince was doing back in the mid 90s with the mpg.com, right. Crystal Ball, mm-hmm. and it's fight with Warner Brothers, he was telling everybody early, do it yourself. Do it yourself. And that's that goes back to why I did the 12 play again. I mean, nobody has ever tried to challenge that. And, and you know, that's a that's a good, I would say, Russian roulette type of situation. You can hang yourself dealing with somebody great as uh, R. Kelly. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, I was able to put a lot of his different songs that, you know, it ain't actually the 12 play. It's a lot of his my favorite songs, you know what I mean? And I, and I call it 12 Play Again, man. It's dope. Y'all can check it out, man. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, and it just brought to mind to me another album that was underrated that don't really get in our love. Players album, Cheers to You. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, yeah. Smoking, shout out to Smoking Black. They with Cisco, three good friends of mine. Um, mm-hmm. Them boys is bad. Yeah, that was a dope album, too. Yeah, rest in peace, Static Major. And go to YouTube, yeah. check out my throwback interview with Smokey. From player, you know, mm-hmm. talk about player mm-hmm. and sister mm-hmm. and Devontae and all that good stuff. And that's the crazy thing 
with speaking of Devontae, how he was able to eye talent, you know, with player and tweed and Missy and Timberland, Mr. Genuine, Magoo. You know, it's it's a skill to identify somebody has it and then develop it. I got an artist in, in the building right now. I'm working on this project named Legend. Uh, y'all need to go check him out. L-E-J-I-N. He's from the area, from North Carolina. Okay. And, you know, it's just being able to have that gift to see talent and bring them to the forefront and help them advance what they've already been working on. It's, 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 a, it's a good energy, man. I, I love it. I think I'm addicted to um, the magic of, uh, you know, of, of creating. You know what I mean? That's the great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I have fun doing it. I'm patient with artists. Um, I'm gonna be hard on you because I want to see you win. I don't want to. I don't ever want an artist to fake themselves out. I don't want them to think that they um, better than what they are or none of that. Because if I if, if I leave, let you leave me, I feel crazy. I feel lame. I can't do that. You know what I mean? So, and that goes back to once again me working with KC, my idol. You know, somebody that great to allow me to vocal produce them. Or uh, me working, me work writing a song for Drew Hill and just go accepting it. Or uh, uh, me doing this twelve play. Like I've, mm-hmm. I'm, I've proven to myself that I ain't faking myself. So I'm not mm-hmm. gonna let another artist come in my presence and, and fake themselves. We gonna learn something from each other, and we gonna win. Right. And you mentioned, you know, writing a song for Drew Hill and working with KC. How do you know within yourself to be like, okay, these these are legends who I'm in the room with to not overdo it, but know at the same time that, hey, I'm good, and to not, you know, overdo it to where you're over outshining when you're producing a vocal or writing because you are in the room with someone who's a legend in the business. Yeah, it's, um, I let God take control, uh, but I have to say, man, people wouldn't even believe Cisco's and Casey's energy, like, they're so humble, like for KC to allow me to vocal produce him. You know, I'm like, you want me to give you, give you something? Like, what, me? I mean, it just shows how much of a king he is. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he I, I, I realized that like, dang, he like me. Like he just want to get it right and win. You know what I'm saying? He want to, you know what I mean? Like this is the greatest singer of all time to me. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and for us to mesh like brothers, it made me love them more, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, it just, it was a blessing situation. They made me comfortable to work with them. You know, it, it wasn't nothing stressful. It wasn't out of the pocket. It was very respectable. And me, and me and KC, like, we like, we like this. Like, we so, we super tight. And I thank God for music and the pattern that I've that I taken in the shift that I've taken in my life with music, you know what I'm saying? Because I would have never met them guys. It won't be for music. I thank God for KC for, for going the route he took. I thank God for Cisco going the route he took because God wanted that route so all of us could meet. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it, it just goes deep. I ain't going to go too deep on the interview, but you understand where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 know, I know where you're coming from. And yeah, Horace Brown's album slept on as well. Oh, my God. Man, Horace is the only person I know that can play basketball and, sing and smoke at the same time. Wow. <laughs> take take, take your, your love. That, Ooh, that whole Dave, album. Dave Hall, uh, shout out to Dave uh, Hall, yeah. And also, go back, for some of you that don't know, go back and listen to the Christopher Williams Changes album. 
listen to yeah. All I See, and you hear Horace Brown doing backgrounds. Yeah. All I see is your love. Now, to me, no. being on the outside looking in, it seems like it's tougher to do background vocals than it is to do lead vocals because you want you to do your vocals good, but not so good where you're outshining the primary lead. So is there a difference between laying down background vocals as opposed to lead vocals? Yeah, definitely. You have to be a blender. You got to um you gotta be a, you gotta have a soft palette to do the backgrounds. I mean, shout out to Usher. I mean, he did it. Uh, you know, uh, a case happily ever after. I mean, um, Tevin Campbell. You know, he, he background vocal, lead vocals are two totally different things. You know, you can't out sing the lead singer on the background. Thank God, I understand. I just don't need it. You know, unless I want it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. But you know, yeah, you better be in pocket. You better be in pocket. Mm, because looking at this documentary, Six Feet from Stardom, they were interviewing a lot of primary background singles like Judith Light, uh, Lisa Fisher, Darlene Love, Mary Clayton, and how it's kind of difficult when you know you're just as bad as a primary single singer, but you got to play the position being in the background. That's how a lot of later stars cut their teeth in the business, you know, singing backgrounds or doing session work. Well, that, that documentary was, it was so dope. Hold on one second. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Who phone, who phone is it? I, I do all my research I need to do, you know mm. Yeah, it's definitely a dope documentary. And I'll give you a backstory on Spread My Wings by Troop and Turned Away by Chucky Booker. Because I had a chance to interview Chucky Ooh. Booker and I interviewed Alan, Steve, and John John from Troop. Well, when I interviewed Chucky, he told me that Turned Away was originally supposed to be a troop record. But what ended up happening was he played it for Sylvia Rome, who was head of Atlantic at the time. And she liked it so much on him, she told him, it's going on your album. No matter how much convincing he did, mm. he tried to tell her, this is a troop record. So once he told Troop that Turned Away was going to go for him, they were like, we want a song similar. And boom, that's how we got Spread My Wings. Wow. Well, shout out to Sylvia. I have to tell her that uh, I love you because you once said you love my voice, but I missed the flight to the meeting because it was delayed and I fell asleep in the airport. But I hope to meet you one day. I don't even need a deal from you. I just want to meet you because you're great for what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Sylvia Rohn, a legend in the industry. If you know your music history, you know who Sylvia Rohn is. Also, shout out to Merlin Bob. Yeah. Merlin Bob, yeah. Merlin Bob. You're you, you, you dropping the knowledge on me, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I know my stuff, man. I grew up, you know, listening to all this good stuff. And, you know, I had a chance to do an interview years ago with uh, Cassandra Mills, who was head of Giant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. I remember that name. Yeah, Cassandra Mills, Giant Records, Jade, you know, Cullen. Oh, speaking of Jade, um, mm -hmm. I'll give you a little bit of backstory. For Don't, Wa Don't mm -hmm. Walk Away by Jade. I interviewed mm -hmm. Joy Marshall, and she was telling me that Don't Walk Away was originally intended for Stephanie Mills. Wow. Man, them some songs, man. Good Jesus. Yeah, it's just something, some song, it's just something about that 90s music that hits different. Speaking of 90s music, uh, Buster Rhymes just released ELE2 yesterday, and he flipped the sample of Poison, BBD, for Out of My Mind, mm -hmm. which I thought was super dope. The 
the way that yeah. they sampled the drums and Ricky's vocals. And I just thought yeah. that it was genius. And that album for me, along with T.I.'s Libra wow. and then Big Sean's Detroit 2, mm -hmm. so far my top rap albums of 2020. Yeah, them boys, um, they just know how to do it, man. Buster, I'm, he's getting a lot of, a lot of um, publicity about this album. Shout out to Sam Lecker. That's that's my sister, man. She does his videos and she, she does Travis Scott and, and um, all of them. I mean, uh, Future, she's she's a beast. Uh, but yeah, Buster, she shot the new video for Buster as well. But I mean, listen. That's I can't do that stuff they the bus to do, but that joke, you know what I'm saying? It's high and, energy. And the way he used to do his videos, man, he just come out with the animation. He's just so creative and accepting to being different, man. That's what makes him so dope, man. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, Buster Ryan, man, you, come on, man. Right. Even when he played in the movie, it was just like something different, like, oh, you know what I mean? He just swagger, man. Right, right. So what was your first thoughts when you heard Rhapsody? And J. Cole. Well, um, me and J. Cole was was a label mates, um, well, same management company, but uh, of course he's he's obviously dope and uh, Rhapsody he's, he's dope as well. You know, I rock with both of them, real MCs. Mm, real real spitters. They gonna give you substance. They gonna give you something to chew on, mm -hmm. and yeah. also felt that you know hip hop. We're in a good space right now, you know, where you have yeah, Drake's, J. Cole, your Rhapsodies, Nas, Buster, Griselda, Benny the Butcher, the Baby, Lil Baby, NBA Youngboy. I feel like, you know, there's mm -hmm. enough room for everybody to come in and eat. It's crazy. Drake, I got a story about Drake. I got much, he's actually my favorite rapper. Excuse me, you know, no disrespect, nobody, but, um, I got even more respect. We was at a uh, cash money party long. It's been a minute ago. We had to have red rubies to get in. So it was private. It was at Universal Studios in in LA. And, you know, real recognized real, right? So we, we walking through the party and Erica Badu was on stage. I mean, it was just all type of, it wasn't nothing but celebrities. And I probably was 2%. So, so a who's who of celebrities? Uh, who was the celebrities? No, I was saying it was like a, it was like a who's who of celebrities at the party. Yeah, yeah, I, all the way up to Megan Good was in there. I mean, this thing was crazy. You know, it was Universe Studio crazy. So we walking through the crowd, right? And it's like he and I caught I, and the dude reached his hand out and dapped me up. I was like, dang, he'd already, you know, he'd already had you, you, the bad, he had all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But we were just walking, and I guess you know. Spirit, you know what I'm saying? He he reached, I ain't even, you know, I didn't reach my hand out. He reached his hand, I was like, Right. I was like, wow. Damn right. Drake. I was like, right. And for me, crazy. for Drake to see him from Degrassi to where he is now, you're like, how did this guy become the biggest in the world? But he had it, and it also helped too that um Jay Prince calls you family. And when Jay Prince speaks, like EF Hutton, people listen. Don't nobody play hey, with Prince. Jay Prince. I'm, I'm, I'm family. I'm family. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know who Jay Prince is, all I gotta say is rap a lot records. And ironically, yeah. this year Halloween fell on a weekend, so rest in peace, Bushwick Bill. You know, Jay yeah. Prince, a pillar for Southern hip hop, because if it wasn't for what he was doing, there wouldn't be no Cash Money's, no Limits, and Slip and Slide. 
or even what Uncle Luke was doing down in Miami with Luke Records. Absolutely, he's a, he's a powerful man, and uh, he has he has no uh, broken bone in his body. He he's not jealous of nobody. Nope. He walks you know, softly and carries a big history. stick. Cause, cause, like I said, if he talks, yes, he, people he, gonna straighten up and say, "Oh, he speaks for seven. His sons, the same way, man. They help people, man. They ain't about that crazy stuff, you know. But you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna disrespect. But they, they gonna help people, you know. Mm, no, 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 the, no, 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 uh, no. Mm. He's a young Clarence Avon for, to me. Oh, uh, and for those of you that don't know who's Clarence Avon is, look at the Netflix documentary, The Black Godfather, who was also a North Carolina native. Yes. Yeah. From Climax, yeah. North Carolina, which is outside of Greensboro, and Deborah Lee, mm -hmm. former head of BET, North Carolina native. So it's just Carolina. great to see across the gamut how North Carolina is just impacting not only sports, but entertainment. And then also, I got to say, the GOAT, the GOAT, number 23, Black Jesus. I was about to elaborate on him. I was about to say, you know, we always known to go to Jordan. You know, but we letting y'all know we ain't tooting the horn. We just letting y'all know the greatness that comes out of North Carolina that is not getting the exposure or the props that we should get. You know, some very intelligent and important people that comes from our culture, which could probably negate some of this stuff that's that's lacking in the business of entertainment. You know what I mean? We definitely mm -hmm. could. Cause see, we 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 don't we we don't mess around, you know. Like you say, Jordan is a cute dog, you know. We don't we don't take disrespect, so you gonna come with us correct, you know what I mean? Okay. You, you we all that run over us stuff. We don't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. We all bosses. We nah. Okay, and we for those of you that don't know, if you're not affiliated with the Purple and Gold, when the Tommy Dog comes on, get out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way, brother. Move That's like right. ludicrous. Yes. Yeah, so shout out to everybody else that's a part of the D9, Omega Sci-Fi, Kappa Alpha Psi, Alpha Phi Alpha, Zeta Phi Beta, Phi Beta Sigma, Sigma Gamma Rho, Alpha Kappa Alpha, shout out to Kamala mm -hmm. Harris, and all yes. of the fraternities and sororities being good in community service. Oh, Terrence J, got to shout out Terrence J from Rocky Mountain, North J. Carolina. Yeah. Now, I have sort of a connection with Terrence mm -hmm. J a little bit. A former co-worker of mine, um, he worked alongside Terrence J. Actually, gave him his opportunity in Rocky Mountain at Pow, not Power 95.5, Soul 92.1 on the Rocky Mountain, North Carolina D train. Shout out wow. to D train. And it's just crazy to see how, you know, someone from close to my area is just doing it and is just adding layers upon his legacy. And it's just like, wow, you know, if they could do it, I could do it too. Yeah, shout out to him, me. So shout out to He's Terrence, shout out to everybody. I, I shook his hand before. Yeah, shout out to everybody in the Carolina. Oh, and I'll be remiss if we did not mention Nick Cannon. Got to mention Nick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got to, got to mention Nick Cannon to see, you know, where he came came from, you know, doing all that, Keenan and Kel, Mad Singer, mm -hmm. Wild and Out. And I did a throwback interview with Kel Mitchell. And he, Kel mm -hmm. was telling me that, Nick was doing audience warm-up for Keenan and Kel. Mm -hmm. This was before he joined the cast yeah, all that. Remember that. Then he I had the that. Nick Cannon show and everything else just to see what he's done, you know, what, you know, Chris Paul, 
still doing Chris his Paul, thing in the league, the, and you know, just we can say the Currys. <laughs> yep, the, 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 the Curry boys, the, the and, whole, and, whole Curry family. Yeah, and seeing what they're doing. I mean, like I, I'm just gonna keep saying it until y'all get it into your head. The Carolinas is on i'm including south carolina as well so definitely yeah the charlemagne all of his success you know breakfast club just got inducted into the radio hall of fame so charlemagne sure from mont's corner south carolina which is charlemagne uh, hit me up hit me up let's go yeah which is right around charleston so we mentioned the projects we mentioned the social shout out anybody you want to shout out plug your projects and social media yeah, I would love to shout out uh, June's Diary, Crystal Lynn, um, Damon Thomas, Frank Gatson, um, my brother Legend, uh, another hardworking artist. Um, and I also would like to shout out my beautiful mother. Because um, without her, I don't think I would be as strong as I am dealing with people when they fear. Follow me, D Rose, on all social platforms. I'm D E E. R O Z E. That's I M D E E R O Z E. I ain't gonna give y'all my phone number because you're gonna be acting crazy. But you know, shout out to you, brother. You know, for for looking out for a player like me. You know what I'm saying? And no problem. I just try to do what I can with my platform. You know, I've been at this for 16 years, and you know, mm -hmm. thank. Not saying that COVID's been a blessing. That'll be a poor choice of words, but the podcast has been able to be a lot more expansive because of the extra downtime with the interviews. But I appreciate you taking the time out and anytime that you want to come back on for projects, any artists you want to come on, I'm saying it right now while we're on, you got an open invite, bro. Oh, bless you, brother. Yeah, just, just, just say the word. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only fellow NC native like myself, D Rose, D Rose, Thank you for coming on. You can catch this interview on all streaming platforms and youtube.com slash J5 for the video version of this interview. Thank you once again, D-Rose, for coming on the podcast. Peace. Thank you.